Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the podcast, Reverend Peggy. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, feel free to talk right into the mic. Don't be afraid of it. All right. Yeah, Pastor likes to, uh, when he speaks, he likes to hear his voice come from the speakers. I know, he likes for it to be booming. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, City, I can't hear myself. We're in this small room, Pastor. I don't know what else you want me to do. Uh, but welcome. We're so excited to have you here. Um, I don't know if we'll get you one more time before you leave. Will we? Yeah, uh, I was thinking this was my swan song, but uh, Pastor had a different idea, so (laughs) I will. I am scheduled to preach uh, the second Sunday of of next month. Okay. 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 So yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So that's exciting. Uh. So for those that uh, may have missed or are new to our podcast, well, first of all, welcome. I'm Cassandra Thorpe, and I'm here with our guest today. Uh, Reverend Dr. Peggy Williams. Um, she is first time on the podcast, but she's about to leave <laughs> uh, due to, you know, she's going to go be closer to family. She's from Alabama. And so we do not uh, disgrace being near your family. So we love it. We love it. We love it. We love you here, but uh, we're going to miss you. But we also know uh, that is the purpose God's calling you to be. So go be with your family. And we'll have your voice on record for always. So we love it. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it was a hard, it's a hard but easy decision yeah. as well. You know, it was hard because I've been in Madison for the past 22 years. So Ooh. life as I've known it for the past 22 years is about to, about to change. Wow. Um, I just retired from Social Security after 20 years of working there. Congratulations. And, and uh, it was always my thought that I, as you know, I'm executive minister here, and I uh, do it on a, on a part-time basis. And yeah. uh, I was hoping to retire. Uh, Pastor and I had discussed it early on, me retiring and that turning into a full-time position. Uh-huh. Uh, however, um, my mother is 84, mm. and uh, she has some health health issues she got COVID when it first began in 2020 so um you know we shut down everything in March and then in May of 2020 she uh contracted COVID Mm. and was in the hospital for about a month and and that so she's experienced so she was you know in her 80s she was 80 at that point I'll go um so she um is experiencing some long haul from from COVID Mm. uh, and so just the Lord uh, prayed about it, much prayer, and yeah. uh, this is what the Lord has directed me to do. And I would rather go home and be with her when before I have to go home and yeah. be with her. You know, she's still self-sufficient right now and everything, but I would rather go be with her when we can enjoy each other right. or fight with each other or whatever <laughs> whatever we're going to do. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. haven't lived there uh, since I was 18 years old. Wow. <laughs> and so I am going back at the age of 60, so that's a big that's a big big 
difference. You go, you gotta move back into your uh, childhood room <laughs> while your furniture fit in there. Uh, well, my furniture that I have here that I'm trying to uh, is gonna be in storage until I find. So we're just we're gonna play it by ear for a minute yeah. to see what what mom needs and you know what her needs are. Uh, it's definitely. When I move, leave at the end of March, it's definitely going to live in my mother's house. So that is, pray for me. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You're going to have a curfew and <laughs> yes, chores. I, mean, <laughs> I tell you, I tell you. <laughs> oh, well, that that is great. That's like, as you said, to be able to, to enjoy each other um, is it's going to be amazing. I think uh, those relationships are always important. Uh, and so whenever you can uh, have it, ooh, spend time and cherish them, I think it's always beneficial. Yes, definitely. Uh, so your te- we are in the larger series of Live for 2023, but in the sermon series here in January of Live for Jesus, as we open up the year, you have the second sermon of the year, which that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and we talk about Jeremiah 29, 4 through 11. Now, I will tell you, at least 29, 11 is one of my favorite verses, okay? I don't think I'm alone in that. I think a lot of people uh, probably resonate with that. And what I, what I really like is how you go f- before it mm-hmm. and talk about how we, how, uh, we get to the promise. Mm-hmm. So before all of that, uh, for for people, I, I like to provide a, a historical context of just like, where are we at the text? Like, who is Jeremiah? What's going on in the surrounding text or even culturally at this time uh, of this uh, uh, of this snapshot of writing? Uh, yeah, you're correct. And Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is is a lot of people's favorite verse, and yeah. that's where we go. And uh, it was just pressed upon my heart to to start it for so that we can get the context of, of yeah. what it was. And so Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet, um, and he you know was the bearer of bad news uh, usually, and that they didn't people didn't want to hear it. Huh. And so we have you know in twenty eight we have. Um, Hananiah, a prophet who was saying something different from what Jeremiah was saying. And of course, it was appealing to the people because Jeremiah was saying, hey, you're going to be, you know, the Lord is saying 70 years that you got to be in captivity here with the Babylonians. And Hananiah was saying, no, it's two years, two years and done, you know. So Uh naturally, nobody Uh wants to be in captivity. And so if you're telling me two and and somebody else (laughs) telling me 70, of course, naturally, I want to believe that it's only going to be two. But, you know, um, as with anything, the, the the. Proof is in the pudding, you know. Yeah. And so, um, but Jeremiah was speaking on on behalf of the Lord. He was the the Lord's prophet, and so that and the people were in captivity because of their sin, you mm. know. In in previous chapters, they had been warned and warned and warned again, and they they kept with the idol gods and just living the way they wanted to, and so then. Um, um, God allowed the Babylonians to take them into captivity. Okay. Now this, they get, when they went into exile, this is um, after Moses brought them to the promised land or am I too 
Uh, no, that was that the, was before that was before the before what? they made it to the promised land. Before they made it to the promised land. Okay, right. okay, okay. Um, why, why seventy years? Like, what was the significance of seventy? Well, I don't have any um, scriptural um, background to that says you know why. That's just what the Lord said. You know, seventy years that you're going to be here. You know, I don't have any. Um, biblical theological oh, basis yeah. why he why he chose seventy as opposed to something else. Yeah, with that sometimes I think God's just like, and I'm gonna <laughs> exile you for seventy. You're just like, oh, like uh, you know <laughs> how you click, you go to like a shopping website and then like spin the wheel for whatever percentage off. But maybe that's what God decided to do with the Israelites. You're just like, hey, spin the wheel, seal your fate. And it was like 70, maybe the other options were like 100, maybe 45, you know, maybe bankruptcy. Maybe they had the famine in there on the wheel. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you really, um, you emphasize us being, you know, obedient to what God has commanded us to do. Because uh, in other uh, sermons and just my own personal uh, devotional life, is it's very much like, it's about staying the course, being obedient, hearing God's word, saying the scripture, but I'm not an exile. So that adds a whole different layer to everything. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, you want to be, you, you, when you're in a spot of exile in a place of exile, you want to have, um, a way out. And sometimes being obedient doesn't feel like that's your way out. You know, or it takes too long. Maybe that's more so what it is. Like being obedient takes too long. Uh, you ever feel rushed? Well, you know, uh, it's funny you should say that, you know, because um, scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice. But like oh. I tell people, oftentimes obedience is a sacrifice. You Ooh, know, it is too. it is better than sacrifice, but it is a sacrifice. But I also say, you know, in that sacrifice, we... We know what we didn't get, yeah. but we don't know what we didn't get. God yeah. is always saving us from something. Yeah. And so you know what you asked for and it didn't pan out the way you wanted or whatever, but you don't know. God is always behind working behind the scenes on our behalf. Yes. And so you don't know what he saved you from, you know, uh-huh. uh, you, you, you know, you're going somewhere and you're running late. Traffic is slowing you up or whatever. And, you know. You just know you you got late behind the traffic. You don't know what was go- occurring ahead yeah, of you that you could had you just been uh, been on time, you would have been involved in that catastrophe. You know that that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. I gotta re- always remember that. Yeah, because there's sometimes I do. I'll be like, I'm late and I'm frustrated behind the cars because I'm trying to get to where I want to go. Because you know my schedule is the most important. Right. And then I have to like take a moment and reflect. I was like, you know. Thank God for saving me from whatever that was that I'm missing. To your point. Uh, so let's get into your points. Cause, uh, or, well, yeah, let's get into your points. So your first, first point, and if, and if y'all, and if y'all missed it, that's why the podcast is so important because we're able to take some time and break some stuff down, but Reverend Peggy just slid her points in real fast. <laughs> no, she's she's talking and she's like, and this is why we, 
to point number one. Like, it shouldn't even say point number one. She just goes into it like it's a regular sentence. So, like, I, I peeped it. I peeped it. I peeped it. <laughs> uh, but her first point is to pray for peace and prosperity in the place where you are. Whew. Again, we, we pray to get out. Correct. I want out. Prayer is my ladder out of this pit, <laughs> right? Um, and you broke down this nowhere to now here. Can you can you do that again? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so like this sermon. One reason I, I said earlier that I thought it was going to be my swan song, and the reason because it really was God talking to me because it's moving. You know, my task now is to move back to a little small country town Uh uh, that when I moved out, you know, moved away, you know, I'm never coming back here, you know? And so um, it's when, you know, and it's even smaller now than what it was when I grew up in it, you know, as for as population wise, you know, because people grew up like I did, moved away and didn't move back or whatever. And then the older, older generation our parents and grandparents are are dying off and stuff like that so you know causing the uh, population to shrink Mm -hmm. and so um the the so uh as you stated we're often trying to get out of the situation you know that's what our prayer is when we are in in a situation when we're we're and in this scripture um god is telling them hey you know this is where you're gonna be yeah. And, you know, so so pray. And so when we think about it, when when I think about it in terms, like I said, it spoke to me personally when I'm thinking, you know, I was going through, you know, OK, I got uh, a bachelor's, two masters, a doctorate. And now you're taking me back. I don't see, you know, mm. I'm going back to Alabama. Mm. Uh, here it is. I Executive minister is my dream job in mm. ministry there. The churches there don't believe in women, you know the Baptist church don't, it's not readily accepting of women preachers, Ugh. you know, have I got this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere, you know? Yeah. And so, um, in that it's like, no, move that, move that W over and you're now here. Oof. And now here is where you have, that's where your faith now here's where your faith kicks in, ah. you know? That's where you you have to you know of course this is faith all of it is a faith journey and yeah, we have yeah. to be on the faith but that's when when you are at that place where you have to say I'm now here then you're at a place where your faith really has to carry you you know Ooh. and you have to trust what God is saying to you and and where you are because you're now here now now I'm here what do I do you know what yeah. what is required of me Ooh Ooh yeah, because, uh, wow. Um, thank you. Just thinking of different scenarios and situations where I'm at, and it's like, uh, uh, like, uh, like uh, now what, God? Like, I, I don't know what else to do. Help. Um, but your faith has to carry you through those moments that are, of, that are uncertain, that are uncomfortable, that may feel like a step backwards um but uh there's a saying that they say in order for an arrow to move forward the bow has to go backwards right Mm -hmm. so um understanding 
that that is also uh, kind of part of part of life and doing all that. So as we talk about uh, the prayer and the peace, it it's it feels that like Jeremiah is giving giving the Israelites instruction. We don't see in this text that they actually do these things. Is that correct? Yeah, it doesn't. And you know, it they were. Um you know, they wanted to go back. They were, they, they like, why, you know, we hear what, you know, we don't want to be here. Of course, yeah, you yeah, don't want to, want to, want to be in, in exile. And so, um, I was like, no, this is where I have you and I need, you need to prosper right here. Uh-huh. And yes, true. This text doesn't say that they, they did, but you know, they had 70 years to get it right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so I'm certain within that time he brought them out and said, you know, okay, I, you're here. I need for you to prosper here and don't, you know, what we tend to do if we're in a job we don't like or a city we don't like, we speak negativity into the atmosphere. And God is saying, play for peace, because if you play for peace in the place where you are in this in the city. So let's say we're here in Madison, Wisconsin, and we don't want to be in Madison, Wisconsin because of all the political unrest and all that and black yeah. lives matter and all of that. So we speak the negative things about, about Madison, hmm. but what we should be doing is praying for Madison Ooh. and praying for the, the peace and the place, because when Madison prospers, so do you prosper, you know, is what the scripture is saying. So when the place where you are is prospering, you will, you will prosper as well. So their prosperity is your prosperity. Now, what you when you say and it's not like you know like our pastor likes to say like i said in the sermon you know <laughs> reach it and grab it claim yeah, it and, yeah, you know yeah. all of that it's it's not that type of prosperity yeah. but you have to you have to see you know we look always look for god in the big things yes in and in, instead of seeing him in the small things Ooh. you know uh, when it is um the best example and I guess um, right now we're going through, there was some storm damage at my mom's home mm. uh, due to the storm. It was a storm, you know, recently they had that uh, storm where tornado went through with yeah. Selma and all that. But it was before that. It was a smaller storm. Okay. And um, we had a lot of storm, uh, had storm damage, blew the roof off the house, did things. And so there's uh, ceilings fell in a couple of rooms and, and all of that. And then when they did they noticed that there was some long-term damage that was there Uh, okay uh due to the roof uh we have a tin roof on the house and whoever replaced the roof some time ago uh did some things incorrect Ah. okay but due to the storm damage it's going to be repaired by the insurance company so I was telling my mom, my mom was all bombed out. And I said, hey, look at the blessing yes. in disguise. You know, because the blessing is eventually the ceiling was going to collapse. Oh, and it had it not been a storm, storm, when it collapsed, then wow. you, we, this would be out of pocket expense. Yeah. But because the storm exposed the damage that was there. Yeah is going to be repaired, you know, that. And so you are blessed, you know, so yeah, look yeah, at the yeah. blessing. So that's the same thing. You know, uh, we're in this in this city and your blessing might not be as big and you might have had some damage or some discouragement along the way within that. But look deep into it. 
because there is a blessing there. You are being you are being blessed. Ooh. Yeah, she preaching, yeah. <laughs> Come on, she said you are being blessed. And I think exactly to that. We think so much of something that's big and the negative, right? Like <laughs> I don't have a roof on my I don't have a roof over my head. But the blessing is like now you don't have to you get a new roof and they fix the problem at no expense to you. Right. Whew. So, so you know, um so as we go through and think about the things that, you know, occur in our lives on a daily, you know, God God is in the blessing business. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if we just look uh every day we're blessed in some type of in some type of way. Yeah. You know. And it's it can be small and we don't see it, but the small things kept something from big occurring. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And so Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's good. All right. I got some more stuff for you to break down now. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned the, the late theologian Miles Monroe uh, in his book, Understanding God's Purpose. And he wrote when, or he wrote, uh, when the purpose of anything is not known, abuse is inevitable. How I'm interpreting it is that if I, if I don't, so, so I'm holding, I'm holding a pen. Uh, or Apple Pencil, technically, Generation 2, for those that care. So if I don't know how... So the purpose of this is to help me to write on my iPad um, in a way that is natural to if I were to use a traditional pen and paper. So, But if I don't know how to use this, then I would maybe stir, use it as a stir for my hot chocolate. Or use it as like a doorstop or. Or not use know. it at all. Or not even use it at all. And so that to not use it at all is, is being ab- abusive <laughs> to it because those pens are not not cheap. No. <laughs> um, because I have one. Yes. And uh, I'm guilty of abuse because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it wasn't that it wasn't as simple as I thought because it's it, you gotta it's, it's a knack it's a skill yes. that you have to develop to to be able to to use it am yes. I correct you are correct you okay. are correct and so I when I bought it I had visions of how this was going to work for me and how what I was going to do and uh, yeah it it hasn't panned out that way for me so mine is in the bottom of my book bag, probably <laughs> haven't been out I p- past two weeks of me purchasing it a couple of years ago. And oh. so, <laughs> so, right. Remember, so Peggy, we got to get you, we got to get you some so, tutorials. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will definitely appreciate it. So, yes. so yeah. So, you know, if we don't know our, our purpose, you know, and, and, I know abuse is, you know, that is a quote, a direct quote from him. And that is a big, a big abuse is a big word. But like I said, even just not, not using it is, is, is that we can misuse and be abusive or we can not use and be, be abusive of it. And so what God has, you know, the purpose that we have, God has for us um, and has, is doing and has allowed for us when we are, operate in that purpose is is great but when we're not working in that purpose it it is abuse yeah Mm. oh that's good so uh kind of going back to the now here part Mm -hmm. um 
and we're talking about trying to to reach our future we have to live in the now here uh how do you stay focused in the now here especially with the the big transition you're about to go through i'm sure before there was you know the anticipation of retirement there's trip like what do you do what are some practices that you don't mind sharing of what you do to stay in your now here or your your present okay well as as a uh i'll say as a single person who's never been married uh madison is very much a couple's town to me um and so uh i used to teach uh singles ministry and you know what I, I would tell don't put life the now here means to me don't put life on hold waiting for whatever mm. in the future uh-huh. um and so live life you know um i ride a motorcycle yeah, so do. i went home i got my bike and i uh, um a couple um uh trusty burl and his wife uh sister esther larry they ride my motorcycle so i oh. said okay let me ride with you guys yeah. you know what i'm saying um because i don't like doing it by myself yep. you know because uh, anything can happen and i just right. like like a second person w- right, with me right, so right. i don't don't do that or i i will take myself out to dinner you know a nice yeah. restaurant i don't you know, I do go out with friends and stuff, but if no one is available, I do, will take myself out to dinner. Mm. Uh, I wanted to know to to ski. I mean, there are some things in my fantasy world, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, I would love to do that with someone. Yep. But even either I find that the ideal with someone would be um, the husband God would have for me. But, yeah. okay, that, that hasn't happened. So yeah. I shouldn't not do things because of of that you know um you shouldn't not do waiting on something else to occur Hmm. okay because tomorrow is not promised today is all we have Mm -hmm. and so uh and it's um you know that second that just passed for me to say that we'll never get it back nope uh and so now here is now here. So whatever I'm going to do right now, either I do it now or that that time has gone and I, I can't get it back. Yeah. And so you really have to be intentional about um, about living, you know. Yeah. And so the scripture, you know, he told them to build homes, have, have cho- you know, have children, have grand. So you're going to be here 70 years. Don't say well uh, when we get back yeah, to yeah, yeah, to yeah, there yeah. you know then that's when i'll have my children that's when i will do this that was that's when i will do that you know yep, yep. and you know because yes it's 70 years but you know he said you'll be here 70 years but he didn't say you would be here for those 70 years right, you know right, what i'm right. saying yeah you know you after a year you might be gone so uh-huh. you you miss that you yep. know and so and and that's that's it you know like um that's what 70 years is what's promised to us in, in life. But, you know, so many people are not, Ooh. are not, uh, don't live to be 70. You know no. what I'm saying? You might not necessarily make it there. You out here speaking, Reverend Peggy. <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Then, you know. Because what is the average life expectancy? It's not, it's not high. It's, well, I mean, it's high, but it's not like hundred years or anything like that it, it right. might be like around 70 maybe 
I think it's a little, uh, um, you know. 75? No, it's mm. got to be a little bit than that. Maybe it's like 80s. Yeah. But so. maybe like an average, because, right, then you have you have people that, you know, die suddenly, you know. Mm-hmm. So car accidents, health issues, things like that. Um, huh. What are you doing with your 70 years? You're here. So what are you doing with your 70 years? How are you? Because you can't wait. And, and, and you talk about that, too, in the text, like, what are you wait? What are you waiting for it to happen? Like, because it's part and probably to receive what we need in the next phase, we have to kind of steward what we have here, right? Like thinking of the the parable of the um, with the coins, the uh, the one guy who had the uh, the one coin and just buried it. So then when his master came back, he's like, "Here's the same coin that I gave you," mm-hmm. but he didn't do anything with. It. He just stewarded it. It was just he just <laughs> had that thing versus. I want you to live in the now. How can you multiply it? Like you can still honor me by multiplying these these coins. You don't just have to sit on it. And I, and I think that's where a lot of uh, us as Christians, when we hear wait and see, it's literally just wait. Like, all right, God told me I was going to be here for five years, so I'm just going to be here. I'm not going to get involved with a church. I'm not going to try and find community. I'm not going to pursue any interest i'm just going i'm just going to be here mm-hmm. that doesn't that's not that's that's not what the text is saying and that's not what god's asking us to do excuse me in our time of of waiting uh and then you get in the comparison game cuz i'm sure even within this camp right there's some people who are like well this is how i came in god so i'm going to wait for you and then i can leave and do whatever and then you have other people that are like well I'm going to get married. I'm going to have these kids. I'm going to do this thing. And then there's a comparison of the person that's just, that's waiting, staying in the same place, you know, rejecting these other things. Um, and then the prosperity of others. And now it's like, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Mm-hmm. But so as I'm sure that, that lived long and strong in a camp. Right. Well, you know, <clears throat> like we were talking about life expectancy. So, you know, Google is a powerful tool. Google. So I just did. So it says it was 47 years in the 1900. So 47 was the last uh, and 68 years in the 1950. OK. And in 2019, it had risen to 79. OK. However, but it failed to 77 in 2020 oh, and it dropped further in 2021 to 76. Ooh. Okay, so that's in the U U.S. You know the, yeah, yeah. the life expectancy. So that with COVID nineteen, yep, it made yep. a difference. Yep. So you don't know what's gonna happen. You know right. what I'm saying? You know what you're asking God for. Yeah. But you don't know what's gonna happen within that. Now, mm. God, it says Scripture says God will give you the desires of your heart. But what people fail to understand, your desire have to align with the plan and the promise Come that on. he has for your life. Come on. And so you have to spend time with him in that relationship and yes. ask God to cultivate your heart that it aligns with the things that he have for you. Uh-huh. Okay. Because just because you're desiring it, just because you're, you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Everything you're desiring is not going to come, especially if it doesn't line up with what God has for your life. You know, because um, we are not we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Right. But at the same time, we are prone. So you can be as careful as you want to be. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to get in a car accident. Yes. Because the person that's not being careful ran you over. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And so you can be, at you know, I know 
um, someone that said, I heard on the news once someone that got COVID, they were saying, I wore my mask. I did this. I didn't go places. You know, they took every precaution and they ended up with COVID, you know, so you can't, you know, those things you can't, you can't control, you know? And so the only thing that you can do is make sure that you are trying to align yourself with, um, with God, God and what God's, you know, what he wants for you. And so that's, you know, that's, that's why I wanted to look at, um, Jeremiah 29 from the standpoint of looking at it from verse four, you know, starting at verse four and saying, Hey, this is what you need to do because people go straight to, uh, 29, 11. I know the plans for you to prosper you. And you say that in the midst of, Oh, um, God got something great. You know, you're looking for something yeah, good. But yeah. you have to keep in mind that he said these to the people that he just put in exile for 70 years. Yep. So he's saying, you know, yeah, I put you here. And I'm expecting you to rise above your situation and your circumstance, trusting that I have a plan and a purpose for you, you know. Yeah. And so that is the challenge. That's life challenge, you yeah. know. Um, that wherever we are, okay, well, I'm here, you know, and you might not see the goodness uh, of why you're there, you know, um, but you gotta, you gotta be able to pick through it, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Ooh. no, that's good. Life be life to be. <laughs> uh, so then, then, then you slid into your second point, providing the profit and the prophecy. So uh, in the in the text, or, or even Reverend Peggy spoke of it, uh, or maybe it was in 28 earlier chapter, uh, there's a false prophet named Hananiah. I get on Pastor Bob this, and I'm going to include you to it too. Uh, how do we know Hananiah is not a woman? Hmm. I don't know. It's fair. It sounds very close to Hannah. Mm-hmm. This could also be a woman's name. Uh, <laughs> side note, he and I got into it one time because he's like most of the, most of the uh, text is written, or it's all by men. Like men have written all the other chapters, and I was like, okay, but that doesn't mean that a woman didn't do it. They might have <laughs> just put he in there because you know maybe they were out of ink, you know, with a pen, <laughs> you know, trying to you know put men all in it and stuff. I was like, how? I may have to ask him that in person too. Is <laughs> how do we know that Hannah is not a woman? But anyway, well, I get you know going from the fact that it's a patriarchal society or whatever, you know, that's just filling in what he meant. But you're correct. I don't know that that in un- any uncertain terms that huh. this was not uh, a woman. I just know you know how the scripture reads or whatever, and yeah. I don't know. I haven't read it in the original language so it could have been something in the in the translation that, yep. that, that that changed it i don't i don't know that so yeah, but that's, yeah. My, that's my argument i will try to find out <laughs> is it a woman in the, in the bible <laughs> if i can <laughs> we need more representation <clears throat> i'm just not but uh, <laughs> this hananiah i wouldn't want to be that because they was no, a fa- <laughs> I, no. I'm, I'm fine with it i'm fine with with it being a him as opposed to a her since it was a false prophet <laughs> Yeah, 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 y'all, y'all keep the, the make, you can keep you can keep it now, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so yeah, so um, 
proving proving the prophet and the prophecy. So the proof, as I stated before, is in the pudding. So if if it lines up, it has to line up with the Bible, yep. you know, and, and the prophecy have to come true. So those that were believing Hananiah, once two years passed and they were still in captivity, yep. they they were able they they knew then. Okay, well we've been following a false false prophet, and that's you know what the way you would do that in today's. Um, society you know is you know study your bible you know just because it comes across the pulpit because the the preacher the pastor yeah. is saying it that doesn't necessarily make it true you know and so that's why you know we're always saying hey look at your bible and that's yeah, where yeah. we challenge you you know when you get home read you know or whatever read it in its entirety know what it is know the context of it as we are preparing you know as a preacher that's preparing sermons that's what we do we supposed to look at the context in which it happened so we, that we can we can make it live we, we can tell you give you the historical content and make it live for you today yeah. you know because we do have a you know, and we can do that because I, the word of God is a living word, you know, uh-huh. and so it is. So we can make it applicable to today. But you need to understand because it wasn't written to us, you know. Yeah. Um, and so you need to understand what was going on and how how it was, what was being happening. And so that's so that you can rise above because scripture says, you know, even today we will have those false prophets and things yeah. like that. And so you have to be aware. You have to make certain that you are 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 approving the prophet and the prophecy yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know um the oftentimes you know if we're not careful the hand of man can look like the will of god Ooh, because we want it because that's what you want oh. so you know when we are seek we're you know how many times i mean i can only speak for myself but there have been times i've been guilty to ask three or four different friends, their opinions, because the other two that I've asked didn't say what I wanted them to say, (laughs) so I'm going to go to one more. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So you're always looking for someone to confirm what you want, you know, if that's something that you really want. And so we have to be really... Uh, listening and in tune and and with our relationship with God so that we don't mistake um, the hand of man for the will of God. Yeah, that's big because... I, we definitely look for that. Uh, there's movies and things that do different uh, spinoffs of, uh, you know, be like, Lord, if this is for me, let the doorbell ring or something, <laughs> mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, even in the Bible, you know, he, uh, um, Gilead had them, the, the fleece, you know, he the fleece and he flipped it over, you know, if it's wet on this side, if it's this, you know, and all of that. So we're all always putting, you know, we all, even in this move, you know, or whatever, I, I've been like, okay, God, I need to to, to hear from you. I need yeah. to make certain, you know, um, um, Pastor and I have a very good working relationship and he's made it known that, you know, he don't want me to go. So he's, <laughs> you know, every week he asks me, has the Lord said anything different, you know? And uh, whenever something happens that might be, it's confirmed, you know, there's something that occurs at home or something with my mom yeah, that yeah, confirms yeah. it even more for me. And so I can either look, see it as a confirmation, hey, I need to move forward, or I can look at the things that's happening here and say, mm, I need to stay. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yep. Uh, I can, you know, it's just how you interpret it or whatever. And God has been confirming for me without me even 
asking, you know, he's just making it more and more clear because once again, you know, my mother is 84, uh, like I said, with some health condition. And that's not to say, you know, even people are dying that not even having health conditions that you know anything about, you know, or, or whatever, and, or, or not having any at all, just, you know, leaving this world. So I yeah. could definitely leave before she, you know, so yeah. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it's, it's been made plain on what I, I need to do. And so, but that's because I have been seeking God's face on it. Yeah, you know, I didn't yeah. go, okay. When I seek him is, um, Lord, what is your will in this? You know, right, right, I right. am now here. Yep. What is your will? What is my next step? Yeah. You know, getting God to order that. And, you know, he's given directions without a whole lot of details, you know, because there, there is some, he you know, so that. right now, all I know is I'm moving home. I'm moving, mm. you know, people like, are you getting a house? What you doing? When I, okay. So Lord said, put this in storage, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but you know, that's why I'm packing up stuff, putting it in storage uh, or whatever. So, and then he's going to, sh- you know, I got to trust, you know, even with Abraham, he just told him to go. You know, it's so funny that you brought up Abraham because I was definitely thinking about Abraham and I was like, do you think God's trying to give you uh, Abraham and Isaac situation? <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You you're know, about so. to, you're about to close the door on the moving truck and he's like, no, I, you need to stay here. Well, this is so, just a huge act of faith. Yeah. So, so I mean, but you're walking in it and you're, and you're moving in it. And I yeah. think that's and that's what we all need to do. Right. Like, because yeah. I think we all want to know 120% that this is what I'm supposed to do before we make any moves. Like, we need all of the evidence that this is the thing that we need to do. I even think about it in, um, in dating relationships. Like, when you meet somebody, excuse me, uh, you want to know who they are, where your mama from, where your daddy from, uh, you ever been arrested? You got tickets? Uh, credit score. Credit score. <laughs> What's your? What are your last five jobs? Like, can <laughs> is your best friend your cousin? Like, what's up? Like, what is what is the whole like situation? Like, those are the things we have. We have to know all of that ahead of time before we even consider calling this person our girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, whatever, significant other. And God is asking us to follow him on so much less. Uh, and and, and it's, it's hard. It's it's hard to do because we're so conditioned to, to wanting to know everything. And then because it's like even in, in those scenarios, you know, all of that before you date somebody. Well, what else? What else are you trying to learn about them? Right. You know, like what? Like you, you, you got to have your things, the things that you know about yourself, the things you know about the person their values and then you learn the rest as you go it shouldn't all because the person that they are right now in this moment as you're getting to know them is maybe someone that hasn't had to move across the country they haven't had a parental loss they haven't lost a job they haven't gotten promoted or they haven't maybe had to have real conversations about their finances and so those things can change people's perspectives so it's like the core person of who they are that the person you like want to be with uh and i think one of the things i heard once was like if the person that you're talking to if they don't change if they stay exactly the same would you still be with them i have yet to hear anybody's answer to that question but it'd be interesting 
Because then I think about it on the reverse. Like, <laughs> would I want someone to be with me right now as I am if I never change? Well, um, are both of us, uh, I guess I, the, question, the question that would have to be, are both of us saying the same? Uh, you know, and yeah. so if you're changing and the person, the other person is staying the same, then you're going to leave them. You think? Uh, I mean, and what I mean, oh. yep, what oh. I, mean I, I don't mean necessarily that you're going to leave them, leave them. But I'm saying in your growth process and oh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. you are in your way of thinking, you're yeah. going to leave them. And if both of you stay the same, if the two of you stay the same and the world is changing, how will you function? Remember, oh. you know, just think about it. As I was, um, as I've been packing and been trying to think about what to pack and what not to pack. So, and when I think about my mother's home and how it's decorated and things like that, you know, usually when you're um, ever in the market for a home or anything like that, you can tell when you walked into an older person's home. Yeah, yes, you can. You know, the carpet, the, Uh the get, you know, you can, you can tell. Yep. And so, uh, change is inevitable, you know. So, but in your scenario, if they if they stayed the same and the world around you changed, how would you function? Yeah, you know. And so we we have to, you know, change. You're gonna do, but it's all about you know not knowing what the future holds, not knowing all that the having the details. That's a part of the faith walk, you know. That's a part of you saying, "I'm gonna trust you, God. You said it. You told me to go." So I'm going to trust you. I don't see. And so even in this, you know, when I was writing this, like I said, it spoke volumes to me. And he said, and he's saying, live where I had. And when I think about it, I'm trying to imagine here I am going back to a small, I grew up on a farm. Okay. And so it's a little small country town. And we, to a certain degree, we still have beef cattle and whatever. So I'm going home to work on a farm. Okay. And part of me is saying, I got a doctoral degree <laughs> to go home and work on the farm. Uh, you know, okay. And so, you know, but this is what, I don't know what God has in that. You know, I don't yeah. know what he is going to do that. But I do know, uh, I trust him. Yeah. You know, I do know I trust him. And, you know, when I, I visit home, I went to my home church and, and it's it's I don't think that's where I'm going to end up, okay. you know, from the way they do things now is it's not where I am spiritually. OK. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so in saying that. So, you know, I've said to pastors and, you know, I'm, I'm concerned. I, I, I had in my in me getting to a place that you're now here um, from my nowhere. I was saying, Lord, you know, am I going home to die? And, and, and I mean, spiritually, you know, but if I'm, if I'm dying spiritually, I'm also dying emotionally and I'm dying and eventually that will prey on my physical being, you know? And so, and that's what I mean, but I'm, I I want to clarify that I'm not saying go home and physically die, but when you look at the big picture of everything, you start off with that spiritual death that, you know, not being fed and, and going into it spiritually, it feeds on everything. And so eventually it will get to that, you know, depression of setting in and all that. And so, you know, and the Lord is saying, you know, that's when he reminded me, you're now here. You know, you're yeah. now here. This is what. And so you trust me through it. This is where I told you to go. 
This is what I'm telling you to do. Yeah. You know, and although I haven't, so he's telling me to thrive. And Ooh. so the faith piece of it is where I'm going, I can't see how I'm going to thrive in that environment. Huh. You know, because to me, when I look at it with my naked eye, yeah, the cards are stacked against me. Yeah. You know, the things that I that are I can do here, I can't do there. Yep. You know? Yep. Um I have family there. I don't have any friends there. Uh-huh. When but at the same time when I moved here, I didn't have any family here. And I made friends here. Yep. And the friends that I made here became like family. Yep. And so I have to trust him if he could take me from where I where I had friends and family when I left. Yeah. And brought me here where I don't where I didn't have friends or family at the time when I came. Uh-huh. And he gave me friends that became family. Yep. Yep. Then I have to trust him. Okay. Look at where you are, look at what I'm done, you know. Yes. So that's that's the look back, you know. Yep. Have I have I led you wrong? You know, so that that feeds. That's like you know. Okay, God, you know what you. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But you know what, <laughs> you know yeah. what you're doing, and so I have to. I have to trust that. You know. I yeah. Okay. Yeah, you definitely do, and you're right. Like, he's done it already, so why would he do it again? Especially for me, since I'm saying I prayed about it, and I feel that you are telling me to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you're telling me to do this, I have to trust that, you know, hey, it's it's, it's you got a plan. Yeah. Right. Whew. Yeah. Ooh, I know you've been praying about this a lot. <laughs> I know you have. Cuz as you what you as you were talking, I was thinking about the Israelites too and how where they were in cuz they went they went from Jerusalem to Babylon, right? Mm-hmm. So in Jerusalem, they have all the things. You know, they got shops and banks and sandal makers and whatever else that they were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. They're going into Babylon, and they were, and I'm sure they 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 might have been feeling some very similar things that you were, mm-hmm. you are, of, well, God, I don't have this while I'm there. Like I understand your purpose. I'm following. I'm listening, but a big part of who I am and who I have become is in Jerusalem. So to leave and go to Babylon, a land that I do not know, or maybe do not know as well, or uh, is is different than how I'm currently living. It's probably a better better term. Uh, how how will you see me through that? And and so, hopefully you you're not wondering for seventy years, but. well i don't and you know i i i trust like i said i i trust um that he is and god has spoken some things too and i'm just um you know that i'm at at, right now i'm not at liberty to share you know i'm I'm just waiting on the the fruition of it all or whatever so you know people have asked me are you excited about moving you know like um i'm not there yet as far as being excited about it, because like I said, life as I've known it as the past 22 years yeah. is about to change totally. Nothing, yeah. nothing will be the same. I don't have 
a job. I don't, so my income is not coming from the place that it used to, you know, yeah, I have a yeah. retirement, you know, I'm, a, I'm one of them says fixed, fixed income, yep. you know, so, uh, you know, a pension from my job, you know, I'm not old enough for social security. So there's, you know, there's things that I, I don't know, you know, and I still have car note, car insurance, you know, yep. all of that, um, to, to, um, to contend with, but I do know, you know, through prayer, that this is what God is saying to do. So I have to trust that I'm going to thrive in it. You know, yeah. uh, when I think about things, the connections I had, the network piece that I have, I don't have it. You know, I I was faced with that when um, I went home and I needed something done at my mom's house. And I was there, went home to help take care of her for a couple of months. And I needed some things done. I'm like, um, you know, if I was in, yeah, in Wisconsin, yeah. I can call this person. I know to do, you know, what yep, yep. I don't have any of those connections, you know, or whatever. And so I'm just like, wow, this is this is this is going to be rough, you know. So the excitement piece is, you know, and then on this end, I'm trying to get packed. I'm trying to do. And so, right, you know, right, right. It, uh, so it's it's a little scary. But part of it, you know, I do feel some excitement but it's it's buried yeah, deep yeah. up under all the overwhelmness of yeah. having all all that has to come with it or whatever yeah. um people ask me you know because like i said i retired how does it feel to be retired well i don't feel like i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm retired just yet because i'm still waking up at at the same time that mm-hmm. i always w- woke up you know my body clock yep, just yep. wakes me up and stuff and so um until i actually um uh, you know i get there and be there and realize I'm waking up in Alabama and I'm going to be waking up in Alabama from now on. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's when the, uh, you know, it would, it was set in with the excitement or whatever as to, to, to where I, where I am. But, um, through this text and through prayer (laughs) and, and the things that saying, he's made it clear that I am to thrive just like he made it to the Babylon, made it, made it, um, to the Israelites, you're in yep. Babylon, but I expect you're in exile, but I, my expectation of you is to thrive. Mm. And so if God has that expectation of you, he's going to have things in play for you to thrive. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, yep. what he's called you to do, he will equip you to do, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't call the equip. He equips the call. Talk to and him. so being that this is what he's saying for me to do, he's going to put things in place for me to thrive. Yeah. So he told, told the Israelites, build homes. Well, he's not going to make it impossible for him them to not build homes. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, he's right, going right. to make that a possibility. So... He's going to open that door, the doors that need to be open for you to be able to thrive. Yeah. He's going to offer those. Now, it's up to you to walk through those, yeah. you know. And so, um, so yeah, you know, he's saying live. He's saying thrive. And so he's going to have, you know, there's going to be, even though I can't see it, I don't know. I'm yeah. just looking at stuff. I don't know what doors he's going to open up. I don't know how he's going to make that. But I trust that he's going to do it because he's calling. That's what he's he's saying for me to do. That's great. Mm. Thrive. We got to thrive. 
Uh, and that's how we slide into the third point of persevere for the promise. So that's where, as you were talking about, um, the expectation is to thrive and that we have um, the promise is ours. We just have to learn about it and, and live it. You you talk about the Bible being uh, a manual for how we can um, hear God and know what his purpose is and the promise that he has uh, for us. Um, and, and I think as we've talked about, you, you say one of your lines is often as Christians, we take Jeremiah 29, 11 to mean our lives will be flowers, rainbows, and butterflies. And we both, we threw out this conversation that that is not true. Right. Right. <laughs> that is not the promise. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you have to persevere through it because, you know, our yeah. time is not God's time. God's time is not ours. And, we like instant gratification. Sure it is. Seventy ain't nothing instant about seventy years. I don't even know how you <laughs> could even try to pretend that that is. You know, <laughs> you know, in, 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 about seventy years. You know, um, <laughs> um, you know, one of the things when I do job and when I've been interviewed on jobs is say where you see yourself in the next five years. I, you know, I, th- that is the most challenging question for me to to answer. Really. Um, yeah, it, it 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 is because um I'm like I don't know I, don't, I you know because yeah. I want to be in God's will what He's saying you know and I I know you know but okay yeah I I know plan for the future live for now mm. you know and so yeah so <clears throat> but with the understanding you know yes you plan for the future but you got to live for now because that future is not promised to you you know um. Like I said, you know, God knows the plans that he has for you. and it, But those plans that he has for you, it, it, you have to stay in right relationship with him. You have to stay before him because your desires of your heart have to align with what yeah. he has planned for you in order for all of that to come to fruition yeah. and in order for you to do. And so the closer you walk with him, the more your heart becomes toward the things that he is he is asking for you know and we all know that god gives us some the th- everything that we need and some of the things that we want you know right 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 and so just knowing that and staying there but you got to persevere you know he he told us we'll be persecuted for his namesake you know you got so it's not just even though he have the plans for you you know you go through hardship you go through pain you know it's it's not you know yeah and you know we we look at it for the for the roses, believe me, you know. But the roses have thorns, you know. Sure <clears throat> and uh, so yeah. you really have to uh, take the good with the bad, you know, and just yeah. trust trust him through it. You know, I'm not saying that everything uh, bad, you know, but you gotta things that things gonna happen. It's not gonna be all good. It's not gonna be all bad. But you gotta be able to roll with the punches either way with all of it you know and and uh, persevering for the promise remember what the promise is yeah and that be your goal to to strive for it but know that you know god is not gonna bless you when you're a mess god is not gonna bless you with his best and Mm -hmm. so you're in part in the persevering is the grooming of you to because he has only the best yeah. for us and so part of the the persevering is the is the 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 shaping and the growing through uh, that you need in order to be 
ready for the best that he has to offer. Oh. Gotta grow through it. Ooh. Yeah. You know, you're dropping gems or anything. <laughs> you know, and and yeah, we gotta go through it, but we want we wanna get out of it. You so know, bad. and that's that's our that's our prayer, but you gotta <laughs> you, you gotta hang in there, you gotta you gotta go through it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh so in the text, uh, this, this is my last question. Uh, so in the text, we look at uh, the Israelites are going from Jerusalem to Babylon. Like that, they're literally like moving, moving cities. What, what would God sending us into exile look like today? Like what would be kind of like a modern day reference to an exile? Because hmm. we was messing up because that's what the Israelites were doing. I want to make sure that's clear. The Israelites were messing up, okay? They may out here acting wild. False prophets, uh, not worshiping God, and God was like, "You know what? I need you to go over there. I need you to go sit down, not here, but over there." Mm-hmm. So what? What would? What do you think a, a a modern equivalent of an exile would be? I think what we're living in right now is a, is an equivalent Ooh, okay. exile, political unrest, insurance of whatever, um, and that's why it's so important. To live where where you are and to pray for the peace of where you are, I don't necessarily when I look at it and and try to uh, from the standpoint of what was going on biblically and and um what in our today's society, I don't think that we would have to be moved from this place to that place to have to be in that exile. Yeah, you know. Um, I, you know, when I think about the plight and the fight of of black people in general, yeah. you know, uh, we can look at that as a certain, even though, you know, to be in exile is to be removed. And, I, you know, somewhere in the sermon, I was like, well, we haven't been, but we were removed. You know, mm-hmm. our ancestors were brought over from Africa to here, and now we're here and they're inviting us to go back <laughs> to <laughs> Africa, you know, but yeah. it's not... It's not us going back. This is just as much of as ours, but they trying to make it um, not be ours, you know. Yeah. And so uh, I feel like it's a, that we can find ourselves in exile right where we are, right in the place where we are. Mm. And it's ours to live and to thrive and to and to just rise above it in in what it is to see the the better better pit. Um, the better place of it, you know. Yeah, oh, that's good. Those are all the questions that I have. Do you have any parting points for the people? Peggy's points. <laughs> um, you know, like I said, um, in the sermon, you know, it's it's um, you know, pray for wherever we are. You know, that's the, whether you're in Madison, Greenville, Alabama, wherever you are, pay play for, pray for the place the prosperity of where you are, um, that that peace might might come, you know, mm-hmm. that's keeping peace, that surpassing peace that um, only God can give, give us uh, as we walk and trust, you know, it's trust in the plan and the purpose that he has for our lives, but um, make sure that we stay um, prayed up and stay in relationship with, with him in order to see and, and, Definitely always, every day, uh, I guess the main thing I want to say, 
every day, you know, we, so, okay, yes, every day we wake up, it's a blessing. Every day that the dirt, you're on top of the dirt and the dirt is not on top of you, yes. that's a blessing. Yep. But within your day, think about those small things that have occurred that you are blessed, you know, that, that, yeah, you know, okay, today was a rough day, but no matter how rough the day was, yeah. it could, could have been even worse, uh-huh. you know. And so just being thankful for that and seeing the positive in it is what's going to help us get to get through our now here to the place that where he really wants us to be, that we won't be, um, that we will be walking in our purpose and not, not be abusing it by not using it. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you all for listening. I continue to check back here and on our website, mtzlife.com for more updates and sermons. Uh, And until next time, stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace. Good job.